Hello and welcome to my podcast again. You know, you're here with me, Effort 7, your favorite pop culture critic. Today I've got a very good guest of the show on again, Faye, you found me, and we're going to discuss his uh, latest article that went viral on Twitter, his semen change of mind, and we're going to get into that, and we're going to get into where we go from here, and what that means for the youth in particular, well, we could say youth that supported Bahari, and even youth that are PDP, you know, what, what this moment in time means for us, re-2019. Okay, so we're going to get into that. And then, as usual, we're going to pick our song of the week, and we're going to discuss any other business that arises. All right, so stick with us. And well, welcome to the podcast again. Uh, thank you for having me again. Oh, yeah, it's our pleasure. How was your week? Good, good, good. It's been a good week, yeah. Um, it has? <laughs> well, I mean, well, to the extent, uh, okay, actually, that article, I mean, I wrote that article in about, uh, what, 30, 45 minutes? Mm. Uh, you know, I was surprised. I was surprised at the the way it blew up. You know, but I guess I guess it was to be expected. You know that people there's a lot of um, discontent. So wait, before we you get know, into get, wait, I before get, we get into okay. the reaction, can we can we just tell the audience which article you're referring to? Uh, the one about regrets, the mea culpa. So where I was apologizing for convincing people. I mean, I don't know how many people I convinced. You know, I know at least. Two or three, definitely. Mm. There are probably more. There are probably more out there. Maybe somebody read my article or, you know, I ran quite a number of people. Some said, I need some, some agreed, you know. And it, it was, I mean, I was out there. Let's put it that way. So mm. it wasn't like, I wasn't conversing for Buari hidden, mm. in a hidden way. I mean, yeah. in my own little way, you know. Yeah. We, the way we do it, we're tweeting, we're Facebooking, and we were writing stuff for him. Mm-hmm. You know, getting into endless debates and all those kind of things. Oh, you know? I so, <laughs> so, I mean, you don't know how many people. So, yeah. So, so I mean, you don't know how many people exactly you might have swayed by your argument or by your conduct or by the, you know, by the points you put forward. Mm. You know. So, yeah. Well, and, yeah, I mean, the article really blew up and it became the talk of the town for probably two days. You earned some new tags as a result of the article. You know, <laughs> you're now a Twitter economist and er economist as well. so um i mean go on i think i think i think the the thing about the article is you know we we mustn't stop you know we introspection must be constant so we must constantly be you know looking at ourselves looking at the landscape looking at what's going on you know and i think the best way for me to describe it is this imagine it was a football game right and we were playing over buhari Mm -hmm. so we Let's say we are team the Buhari Deans, you know, the Buhari fans were on one side mm-hmm. and then the, the whalers, the anti Buhari people they were on the other mm-hmm. side. You know, and then we we a point were given for predictions. You know, so so we who are selling Buhari or who are fans of Buhari, we made a series of predictions about how his government would turn out. You know, they would yeah. do this, he was gonna fight corruption, he was gonna do that, he would do this. Yeah. And then the whalers also, you know, they made a lot of predictions as well that he would be this, he'll be that, you know. You know, taking stock now, at this point in the game, the game isn't finished. You know, yes, it's not even yes. half time yet, yeah. you know. But at this point in time, the Whalers are way ahead. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. Because, I mean, they said he'll be a sectional president. Mm-hmm. They said he's he's done. He's played into their hands with some utterances and with the appointments. Mm-hmm. They said he's an old school guy. He hasn't changed. That He still has a 1983 mindset. That has proven to be true. Mm-hmm. They said he's uh, stubborn. 
you know, he mm-hmm. hasn't changed. You know, those kind of things. So, I mean, they they are, they are, they seem to be able to uh, predict him better than we who are his fans. You know, and mm-hmm. for me, I felt, you know, okay, what's going on here? How come they could see it, and we, the fans of Buhari, you know, how come we didn't see it? I think I think wait sorry I don't I don't I don't I'm sorry just a moment I don't think it's a matter of them being able to predict him better or or we not being able to see it I mean let me speak for myself Um, I supported Bahari pretty vocally like you and um, it's not that there were things that I couldn't see there were things that I believed could not possibly be the same where Bahari is concerned given the passage of time and the people that surrounded him. You know, so there were things that I, I I was for sure wouldn't be the same. I mean, look, the APC is an amalgamation of the ACN, the CPC, and a bit of APGA, a bit of AMPP. So obviously, you have disparate interests at the table. So I'm thinking, okay, even if Kohari yep. is X, Y, and Z, there is no way, given the people that he's had to give into their demands, given those people, there's no way they'd allow him to be the yep. same way. So I thought there'd be some in some inherent checks and balances on his own worst, on his own excesses. Do you understand? But yeah. that doesn't appear to have yeah. been the case. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's 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 really it, you know. Because I mean, look, APC came together. You know, there was common purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, look at the way the merger went. The merger went very well. I mean, mm-hmm. I spoke to someone who was part of the attempted merger in 2011. You know, where they where ACN tried to merge with CPC. You know, for Ribado to step down and all that. I spoke to someone, and it was like the merger talks broke down after a day because nobody was backing down. The CPC guys, you know, they were not having, they were not giving any concessions. ACN, and you know, everyone just went their own way. But this time around, you could see people making compromises. You know, the merger went quite well. Everybody came together, mm-hmm. and then we had the primaries. You know, even though you could sort sort of predict that Buari was going to win, I mean, mm-hmm. other people paid. I mean, Atiku spent money. He wasn't he spending did. money like somebody who was guaranteed to lose. That's you know, true. He, he spent money. It was, a com- it was, it was competitive, you know. Mm-hmm. Even right up to the day of the primary, some people were still thinking, you know, Atiku could win. Compare that with the PDP primaries where they only printed one form. Mm-hmm. You know, remember the whole drama yes, about PDP yes, form yes. where they didn't want anybody to challenge. You know, so things were going. I mean, the primaries were okay. It was well organized. You know, I even slept up because there was no drama, mm-hmm. you know, at one point, you know. Mm-hmm. And as soon as... Buhari won. Atiku got up right there. He shook his hand, congratulated him. He probably maybe sulked for a week or two, but then he came out. You know, he he, he campaigned for him. Mm-hmm. He deployed money. So it was it was there was it, there was enough reason for you to place some of your hope in this vehicle because it was a rescue mission for Nigeria. Yes, you know, yes. I mean, good luck, Jonathan was taking Nigeria to a place where it, it looks scary. You mm-hmm. know, the level of theft going on, the level of you know, insecurity, the level yeah. of just general misbehavior. So it was, these guys came together and said, okay, you know, there's a rescue mission due for Nigeria. And, you know, and, they, and a lot of people, like, look, when they, during the APC campaign, like, nobody was taking, it was as if it was, it was an organic thing. I know so many people who, they didn't, they didn't even wait for people to, anybody to clear it from APC, HQ or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just built websites, you know, built website, disseminated information. Some people did text messages in. You know, nobody was paying any money. You know, yeah, people just, yeah. all the energy was just channeled mm-hmm. towards this common purpose. It was completely of organic. It was Nigeria. actually completely yeah. organic. That was the beauty of it for me. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was completely organic. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, me and my friends, we did some we did some messaging stuff. We didn't ask anybody. We put our own money to it. We didn't clear it from anybody. You know, I mean, I think some people saw it. They liked it. They even used it. 
you know, I mean, I wrote an article during the campaign. I wrote an article about, like, I think it was titled Buhari the Aesthetic, where I was comparing his fundraising with that of uh, Joko Widodo in Indonesia, how the mm. guy raised a lot of money online. As soon as the article published, the next day, people were calling me, let's do something. Mm. Let's do something. I mean, one guy, we actually went, you know, we actually went quite far with it, and it got out as far as some top ABC people, and they were like, they didn't reject it. just said, look, there are some... Uh, there's some difficulties with the way we've designed it that mm-hmm. it might not work that way, you yeah. know. But that, but that there's a way they can tweak it. I'm like, fine, do whatever you have to do. You know, they took it, they tweaked it, they tried some um, uh, scratch card thing. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody was angry. I wasn't angry that oh, they took my idea mm-hmm. and then they changed it and then they, I mean, I mean, nobody cared about that. You know, there was this common purpose. Yeah, you know, of that's a, right. Of, of, you know, of rescuing Nigeria. So I mean, it wasn't like I mean, it was good. It was okay to. Have a little faith, have a little hope that you know that these guys were on a mission to save Nigeria, and you know mm-hmm. it was it was an amalgam of different people, mm-hmm. all kinds of people. In Gige, did what he called in the southeast, you know, the I mean, southwest guys good. stood up, yeah, you know, yeah. people stood up in the middle belt, you know. So it was we were going somewhere, and then I think the first thing that seemed to happen, like okay, I mean, I went to Abuja right after he had won. I, I sat with some of the guys at the um, transition committee. These guys worked hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they were they were working all day. Mm-hmm. You know, taking evidence from people. A lot of people came to meet them. Tell them, you know, and they just collated collated all this information, synthesized it into a document, broke it down into saying these are short term games, these are long term games, these are medium term games. This is what we need to do. You know, and they presented it to Buhari and he accepted it. Yeah. You know, this is how many ministries we need to cut out. You know, I mean, there was a plan. Now, obviously, it's one thing to plan, but I mean, like you know, they say no plan survives first contact with the enemy, but at least, you know, we had a plan. Now, the first thing that happened, right, was this whole business of no appointing ministers. That thing came from nowhere. You know, it was not in the, it was not in any plan. Mm. It was not in any transition. So, what, wait, what was, what was, what was behind that? What, what led that? I don't, I, so it, today it, I still this, don't this know. To, you know. Yeah, this is where I'm coming to, like, I have no idea. You know, basically, as soon as the president had power, he just seem to go off on a tangent. Like, fine, I mean, we, we gave him the benefit of the doubt. But now, looking back now, who can say that that six-month delay in appointing minister I think, was anything other than a foolish mistake? I think we've yet to recover you know? from that delay. I think we've yet to recover. Well, exactly. That, that delay know? informs why... Yeah, I, that yeah. delay informs why the budget yeah. fiasco occurred. It, it informs so many other things after it. Yeah. And nobody's exactly. been able so to explain problems. it. You know, I mean, we're still talking about padding now. You know, that part, this padding we're talking about is a direct consequence of that delay. In of, course. of course. It, it came from nowhere. You know, I don't know where the president got the idea from, but it was just a singular thing he did. You know, basically just threw away all the effort, all the energy that had brought him to power. And, you know, that kind of thing discourages people. But fair enough, you know, I mean, it's Buhari. You know, okay, no worries. I mean, we'll take we'll take it for we'll take. I mean, he probably knows what he's doing. And then he started cutting the civil servants. You know, I mean, we we could tell that. Look, this thing is a waste of time. You know, but I mean, and then after six months, you then give us that long. You give us shit to give us. I mean, what was that all about? You know, what was that all about? You know, so you know, you know, things like this. When you look at it, the whalers predicted stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how they saw it. Maybe it was out of their bitterness, mm-hmm. you know, or something. But I mean, no pro Buhari person, no pro Buhari person would have predicted that 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 
And even and even what's you know? funny is no CPC person would have predicted it either. This is all Buhari. This is yeah. all him. This is all him. And it, that, exactly. that and no one has been able to explain it until today. What the purpose behind the delay yeah, was? Exa- oh, that, exactly. He just did it. You know, he just used up his own goodwill. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of goodwill. He just used it up to delay appointment. And, you know, and then you now have some kind of appointment. You know, like. I mean, look, when you have... Part of the problem that is wrong with the APC today, right, the government is that we are seeing a lot of indiscipline showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have, for example, uh, Daura of the DSS almost openly fighting with Magu of EFCC. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just it broke, it broke out into the open. We have something that was reported last week about Fahemi and Oyema fighting in Rwanda, you know, openly mm-hmm. doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. We have... Okay, okay, Nelama, you know, mm-hmm. going about to uh, uh, get foreign investors, gain investment to the country, and then you have uh, Aldoge, you know, attacking fertilizer, people saying that they, they were exporting. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the NSA, Monguno, says mm-hmm. that they, they, were, they were selling to, uh, to, to Boko Haram. Yeah, Boko, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, later on, Aldoge, then, maybe it was a mistake, he then actually confessed and said, look, the army blocked fertilizer from getting into the north because they didn't want it to fall into the hands of Boko Haram. This created a scarcity and the prices went up. That is a perfectly normal explanation. Mm-hmm. So why are you then attacking them and saying, you know, you're going to take their license? It's just a, you know, everyone is just on the tangent now. We had, you know, remember when um, uh, Kemi Adyoshu and um, Hamid Ali, when mm-hmm. they went to the Senate, mm-hmm. they, opened, they, they were openly fighting there. Why in front of Senate? It was on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amechi and 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 uh, and Oga and then exactly and, and Sirika, uh. you know Amechi and Sirika too. You know, openly all the stuff you know going on openly. You know, it's as if the party has lost the discipline that came from having a common purpose. It's not just you the know? party. It's, it's the pre- I always say this: attitude reflects leadership. It's the president. It's the let's not. I mean, the party yeah. has no real business with ministers. They are the president's direct employees. They respond. They, uh, yeah. they 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 answer to him immediately. You know, not having to go through a party hierarchy. So attitude reflects leadership. If they are misbehaving and fighting in public, it is because they sense that they can they can get some people on, in their corner within the president's innermost coterie. So that is why that's happening. It's not the APC. It's the president. And this is something yeah. that's... I mean, I, 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 you know, this kind of thing, right? You know, I mean, normally, the person who should normally whip ministers into line discipline is the chief of staff. Mm-hmm. No, I don't... I mean, this guy, the guy appointed up by Kerry, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what he does. You know, I see him in every picture. It's so, it's so uncomfortable. You know, every picture you see, the guy is standing right beside the president in every picture. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember seeing Ram Emanuel, you know, gumming... Obama like this. Yes, but you, you know, know let's let's be let's be, be honest. A chief of staff in a Nigerian um in the Nigerian sense is whatever the president wanted to mean. Obviously this fellow has been with him for a long time. He's occupying a position whereby his word to Bahari means probably a lot more than that of the people who are actually on ground, those being his ministers and whatever have you. So that's why Abakiari's importance is, is obvious to everybody because the president clearly listens to this fellow. Clearly. You know? Well, well, I guess, I guess, I mean, I guess, I guess that that tells you something, really. So, you know, I mean, we've exchanged the energy and the the, the dynamism and the orga- organic organic strength of the APC. We've exchanged it for this narrow circle of 
you know, people. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know where that's going to so lead. So what sparked, you know, what sparked, what sparked your Mia Culpa? What was the one thing that you thought, okay, that's it? I need to make this clear now because you know, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, you know, me, me, um, you know, for me, the economy is the is the number one thing, right? Mm. You know, and you know, first of all, you know, we had this whole fight for one year. Now, now compare the APC before the election, where you know everyone was working hard, you know, to get this party elected, and then we be, and then you get into power, and it then becomes a question of the presidency. Come and convince me mm. over forex. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know, I mean, that is that is such a turnaround. Like, you know, I mean, if he did that during the if he did that during the uh, campaign, energy would have drained from him. Yeah, of course. Everybody would just want to be like, ah, like, I mean, I was this guy. Why are you why are you on about here? Mm-hmm. You know. So now we get to a point where yeah, now come and convince me. Now you keep you first of all you keep somebody like a Mefile at the CBN just because you know he's your he's your boy. You know, I mean, look at the way CBN is running today. It has this no credibility. A, a circular mm-hmm. every day. Mm. This whole this this recent thing about um, international money transfer operators, it didn't it didn't last one week before they they, they effectively walked back from it. They have you know, because I had to I had this, to send money yeah, privately. They have, they have, they effectively have, they have because I mean the, the latest circular that came out, they are not telling people to come and register. That's what they say, you know. So effectively, they, I mean they have, you know, because it was just, it was it was a completely stupid idea, you know. I mean these guys are turning out circulars every day. The latest circulars now, when you look at the latest thing they are doing with the FX thing, it is completely no different from when before we floated. You know, now they are saying, you know, this person can only get this amount of Forex, this person can only get that amount of Forex, you can only sell it for 1.5% uh, margin, you can only sell it for 2% margin, you know, you can only use it for this, and you can why only use it for don't that. You know, they why, trust the markets? Why, what, what is he so afraid of? I, and to be honest, I don't know. And, you know, we like I mentioned in my article, like you know, uh, I mean, they, he went to New York. He's even it's bad enough that the CBN government is going around doing roadshow, you know. But then at least okay, we can even say okay, you know, things are bad. You know, the guy goes to New York. I mean, he's on their turf, and a big firm manager actually refused to meet him. You know, because, I mean, the, the credibility is shot. Yeah. You know, the credibility is shot completely because people just look at this immediately again and think that this guy is full of tricks. Mm. You know, if he says one thing in the morning, he's going to he's going to try and undermine it. Yeah. You know, we floated the first two weeks after floating, they were fixing the rates. You know, so people like, people don't trust you. People just don't. People just look at you know what this guy is just not credible. You know, if he says one thing, just expect the opposite. You know, and this is this is where we are. And you know, the whole economy where we are back to command and control. I mean, it, look, the vision of going back to the farm. I mean, there is no way you can sell that. You know, it's not fun. Know, is, every no, time I hear him say this, it just gives me a big headache. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, I mean, presidents. Are... You know, presidents. You know, they 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 they, they tell their people there is a brighter place. You know, sunlit uplands, mm. as they say. As they mm. say in the West, you no, know, optimist. where are the solid optimist. uplands? Like, yeah, yeah, you have to be an optimist, you know, because mm. it, it, there's an energy that comes from it. That look, nobody's saying that it was ever going to be easy. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, oil price. We, we built between 2011 and 2015, uh, 2010 and 2015. You know, the cost of the civil service went from 800 billion per year, and it doubled to 1.7 trillion per year. Why you did know? we hire more people? In a world, you know that whole um, the thing with it, what happened was that that um, new minimum wage. So what what labor got GJ to do was that after he increased the minimum wage, 
they told him they got him to maintain the gap. You know, so so for say for example, the, the lowest guy was earning nine thousand naira per month as the minimum wage, and then on the next level, you had somebody earning say eighteen thousand, and then thirty six thousand, oh, and then seventy two thousand. You know, mm -hmm. so so when he increased it to eighteen thousand, labor got him to you know maintain the gap. So if so, it wasn't just about increasing the lowest paid. It was also every, basically everyone got a parent. Everyone got a parent. You know, yeah. Mm. yeah. So I mean, I mean, there were all kinds of little things like, for example, increasing the retirement age of some lecturers who, you know, held the government to ransom. It was basically people found out that they could hold the government to ransom and you get something yeah. out of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, you know. So it was, this, you know. So I mean, the the, the wage bill more than doubled, and mm. all of this happened because obviously oil prices were going up and it was steady, $100, $110 mm -hmm. for a long period of time. So, mm -hmm. you know, we built, we basically built a machinery, a bureaucracy based on $100 oil. You know, so now that oil has dropped to even below $40 at some point, $30, you mm -hmm. know, $20 something at one point, you know, it was always going to be painful because there's just no way, I mean, you can sustain the bureaucracy you built for $110 or $25 or mm. $40. Yeah. You know, so, so, I mean, anybody, any, I mean, anybody, even, even Buhari haters will at least admit that, you know, it was a, it was a bad hand he was dealt. You know, yeah, so but the then he's made is, it much worse. Exactly. But the, the question now is, you know, first, do no harm, like the doctors say. You know, if you've been dealt a bad hand, your first resp responsibility is to not make things worse, you know. We, why do we have to debate one year to convince you over something that was a basic and straightforward, mm. you know, about forex? I mean, we, you first of all went on and it tangent about glamorous dresses. You said you you don't want to kill the naira, and then you you finally had to eat your own words mm. when it became completely unsustainable. You know, so these kind of things are just it's just a it, it, it's as if the economy is being run on beliefs. Well, not as if it is. Not as if exactly. I mean, exactly. During the campaign, APC brought in uh, AKPD. You know, the Axelrod guys mm -hmm. and David Plouffe. I mean, these guys did some serious data work for them. They had internal polling. They had a lot of good polling, and everything. you know, they relied on data. All of a sudden, you get into government now, and you're just running on beliefs. You know, you're just you're just saying. It, I mean, like you know, so, so should, the economy. Should, this should be. You know, I mean. Look, look at the central bank, for example, saying that they are coming out with a circular. They are going to tell banks, they are saying that, they are telling banks that you can make a certain amount of profit with a certain amount of staff. Oh, my God. You know, that's what we are getting to now. How? Yeah. So, they, they are saying that you can sack, that you should be able to make profit with the same Oh, profit. my like, God. Is this for real? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said it. They, they said it a couple of days ago. I mean, the central bank guy was like, you know, they are going to come up with a, with a, with a circular very soon. But, you, but, do you know what? but do you know what? But do you know what? This isn't on MFLA. Okay, MFLA is weak. We all agree. He doesn't keep his word. We can agree. But mm. do you remember that mm. the Minister for Labor, or is it is it Employment, whatever he's called, Christopher Ngige, said mm. that banks were not allowed to sack people? Yes. Now, the problem is here, the reason for all of this is that there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a vacuum of direction. So in that kind of situation, in that kind of scenario, you know, the thinkers would never get heard. It is noisemakers that will, that, will, that will rise to the top. You know, mm -hmm. when there's general, you know, there's general directionlessness, there's general, you know, there's no coherent policy or there's no thing, there's no whipping everybody into line and saying, you know, our number one priority 
economy. We are not going to do anything to harm business. We're going to try and do as possible to free up things to make it easier for people to, you know, hire people, that sort of thing. When they and, and then you sanction anyone that goes out of line. But when there's no, you know, direct, people who can make noise, like, you know, like I would be threatening, uh, playing to the gallery, threatening to take license away, or in Gige, or, you know, saying that people should not sack, you know, this kind of thing. Those kind of people, they will, they inevitably, the people who are working, who, who are working quietly, or who are trying to do the, the long, hard work, they, they're not going to get hurt, you know. So, and, and we, it's creating this atmosphere of, uh, a harsh anti anti business this rhetoric. This is like some nineteen eighties you know, communist I mean, communist you know, uh, situation. It's feeling very strange, very 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 strange. That like the tentacles the government are extending everywhere, places they have exactly. no business being. It's really really weird. And unfortunately, like you said, the whalers, quote unquote, they did warn of this, and you know, obviously, it was dismissed because I mean, it was dismissed by people like me because I had evidence in front of my eyes suggested otherwise, which is the APC was a coalition of free marketers, socialists, whatever have you. So, you know, and here we are. So the economy got you thinking, okay, maybe you have to retract your support for this government and whatever have you. I understand that. I mean, the economy is your thing. I, I can't lie, I sort of retracted mine a, a while ago. I mean, whilst I'm so hoping that the guy succeeds because we need him to succeed, I realize that this, yeah, this government is not is not for me and people like me. So I have I have sort of just taken the position of I'll just wait and see and, and, and see what happens. Yeah. I mean what yeah. what annoys yeah, like, me like the said, most you know, it's not even half time yet. You know, no, that's true. I mean it you know, still so, annoys I'm me. An, I'm, a, I'm an optimist, so you know, hopefully I mean I hope they can turn things around, you yeah. know, just basically you know, just walk away from this you know, this authoritarianism, this, no, this that's uh, Buhari style. government, that's you know, Buhari style, you know, it's you not, know, I mean, it's, the it's, chances, it's, you know, this, this was another thing that the people predicted, you know, you know, no. that they, they, his, the whale has predicted, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you know, so, I mean, like, look at, I mean, I was speaking, I've been speaking to people who work in tax, you know, now, okay, I can understand that, you know, the government needs to raise revenues, that's fine, but then you have FIRS, you know, going hard after businesses. They'll just come up to you and tell you you're owing one tax for four years or you're owing one tax for five years and then they threaten to shut you down. Now, the problem with this is that, fine, people should pay their taxes. They should, you know, yeah. But then, you know, but then the problem with this is that, first of all, you calculate it anyhow you like. People don't have any recourse. Second of all, we need to ask ourselves a question, right? This bureaucracy that is going to, the, money, the tax money is going to feed Right, exactly. You know, is it is it right that we should continue extracting now that there's no more oil? We should continue extracting money out of business just to feed this this government because that's where the money is going. It's not even you like know, we're going to spend it on capital yeah. things. We're going to no, spend it. No, no, no. I mean, like, no. I mean, if we're, look, if we are lucky, this is August. If we are lucky, maybe half of the capital budget will be performed. Mm. But at the, at, at the end of the day, the reality is that you know there's just no money. So if any money goes into government right now, it's going to. I mean. The people are being owed all over the place. They are owing people pension. They are owing people arrears. Okay. I mean, so they're, they're here's my here's my question for you: When are they going to yeah. cut the size of government? And I don't mean ghost workers and whatever have you. I mean the size of parliament, exactly. the size, of, the the cost of parliament, the cost of the federal government itself. As in, sorry, the villa, yeah. the villa yeah. itself. When are we going to see cuts over there? Because Nigerians are sacrificing yeah. every day. Businesses are being damn near held over fire to bring money every day. 
but the government yep. hasn't shown that it is willing. Buhari himself hasn't shown that he's willing to sacrifice along with Nigerians. The leadership of the Nas have not shown the same. So what are we really doing? You know, I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, I don't know what else Nigerians could have done. I mean, basically, they kicked out at incumbents and voted for a guy who said change, right? You know, I mean, there's nothing Nigerians can do again. You know, you have the mandates. You campaigned on a campaign of change. You know, they kicked out another person and gave it to you. There's nothing, I mean, you can go in there and change anything, really, you know. Nobody, no, I mean, you can go there and cut the size of government into half. It is change. That's what you campaigned for, and that's what people voted for. You know, it will be painful. It will not be easy. You know, but I mean, you can say that, okay, you know, I mean, this system of government was built around um, $110 oil. There were no savings. You know, the people who built it did not save. What can we do? We cannot sustain, you know, we cannot continue drinking champagne on a Google salary. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? The time for this, the time for this, the time for this was last year. The time for this was last year. The time he wasted talking down to Nigerians mm. about ministers just spend money as a civil servant and yeah. everything. This and, was and, the time and, to and, have and, this and conversation. That's another thing. If you, if you go back to the old, you know, to the old uh, New York Times articles that people mm. have been sharing, mm -hmm. the 83 ones and 84, this thing was said repeatedly. In, I've seen about two or three articles where they said towards the end of his government, you know, people said, you know, they were saying that people were saying if he had moved earlier in the beginning, I, I'm thinking to myself, you know, history is not destiny. You no, know, just because not. people predict that, people just because predict people predict that you're going to behave wrong. It doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you have, have to. to. Yeah, it doesn't mean you, you have know, to. It is, it is up to you to prove them wrong. So, I mean, all these things were said at the time that this guy, you know, things got rough because he moved slowly. He didn't take the difficult, difficult decision. And then you come around and do it again. So here's here's my question to you because in in campaigning for him, the the one the one virtue about him that I thought at the time was that he was decisive, that he was a decisive leader. If you think how good Jonathan ran with his meandering, if so maybe so kind of style, I thought Buhari would take hard decisions quickly. I don't think the president is a decider. Yep. I I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, there is nothing so that he, he's done. He's, he's, he's taken. He's taken the hard. He's taken. He's, he's decided quickly on pretty much the low hanging fruit. Like so what? TSA. Like what? TSA. But he that was that already quickly. in motion. That was already yeah. in motion. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what really low hanging fruit. You know, everything else, as, as all the things that are, you know. So if we if we if we say low, medium, high level of difficulty, TSA was pretty much the the low, medium, the, the low easiest level thing. of difficulty time. Yeah. So and he did it quickly. Fine. Now we start getting to the medium. You know, the medium and the hard, FX, fuel subsidy, those have taken one year. M -M -M uh, uh, subsidizing religious trips. Now, I remember there was a, there was yeah, a yeah. thing in, in Lagos, a business dinner in Lagos, where it was a sit-down event, dinner, sit-down yeah. event, where he said, yeah. I can't find this video, but he said, I heard him say it. Yeah, he does not believe. He does yeah. not believe in the government subsidizing personal religious experiences. Yep. And he's turned yep. around. He said, and he, he, he said it again at. Um, there was another event he had. We were born of young people. I mean, all my friends were there at that time. I think there's even there's, there's already recorded videos. It was at um, what's the this hotel Intercontinental in Lagos. And he said yeah. he said you know he said he said Hajj. I think he said he couldn't even afford it at one point, and he didn't go. You know, so it's not something for God that, oh, ah, ha, ha, I think I remember. He said something about the, the money for Hajj, he used it to, to send kids to school. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so that means that rather than, you know, using the money for the Hajj, that he used it to educate people. I mean, I mean, he got a round of applause that day. 
you know. So it wasn't as if we were we we made it up. He said it, you know. And then here so we are happened? now, you know. One now happened. the argument is that you know Christians also got it. It was wrong when the Christians got and it. And it's wrong now. So there's no. It was wrong. Right? It's not. It's you know, not. So it was wrong. It was wrong for the Christians to get it. it was wrong now, and it is so wrong now at this point in time. You know where we are subsidizing religion. You know, look at Indonesia. In, in Indonesia, right, you pay $2,000. If you want to go on hard, you pay $2,000 and you get on a queue. That queue is now 12 years long. Mm. You know, and there, are two mil- and there are 2 million people on it. Yeah. You know, the fund, the fund has built up to about, as the last time I checked, it was around about over $5 billion, mm. that fund. And they, inv- they invest the, the fund in Sukuk. You know, the government has actually borrowed some of the funds mm-hmm. to build infrastructure recently yeah. in the last couple of years. Yeah. You know, so there's no subsidy that you, you pay and you join the queue. You know, but we, you know, we just cannot seem to, we cannot just say, what more should Nigerians do? They voted for change. You said change and they voted for it. So what more can the people do? You now get there and then you continue, you know, you just continue, just carry on like where we left off. You know, I mean, like you said, this hard thing is a clear one. You know, people didn't make it up. He clearly he said, said it. That, he said know, it. This was, yeah, you know, and then, you know, I mean, what do we have now? And I mean, you know, it's, it's just, uh, God knows how many people have now gotten the, the and uh, you can imagine that when there's something like this subsidized, tripping, subsidized huh? forex, <laughs> you can imagine that there will be some kind of scam going of on. Course, of course, guaranteed. It's guaranteed. guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You know, guaranteed because I mean, if you're selling it for one ninety seven and it's what uh, almost it's what four hundred naira, I'll say it's guaranteed. You're going of to attract course. all kind of funny, funny people. Of course. You know, course, so you know, so this is I mean, you know, so any kind of decision that has been difficult has just been, you know, he has refused not to make people it. People are not saying it. You know, it's not as if people are not, you know, they're not people able to advise him or tell him, you know, but it's just as if this whole he's closed his he's closed his ear to, to people. But if you look, yeah, at, yeah, if you look yeah, at what Baba Shem was the, saying today, it gives you an insight into the kind of advice this fellow is getting. Let's look at what the the world loves him. The world is in love with Buhari because yeah. these are the kinds of people that he's listening to. People with yeah. data, evidence of. If you do this, this would be the result, or this has been the result in X, Y, and Z countries. They don't get a look. Here. I think. I think. A, yeah, a couple of days ago, I think I saw something from additional wrote, and he said that if not for Buhari's prudent management, it's because of his prudent management that Nigerians are not feeling the pain of the economics uh, of the economic situation. And I'm thinking to myself that rice was nine thousand naira in December. It's twenty k. It is twenty thousand. Yeah. Twenty thousand now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And you know the fun. You know the annoying thing about this rice situation that annoys me so much. I mean, I wrote a piece about it. The local rice, the the local rice has gone up. It has more than doubled because, because you know how you know how this thing is. You know, people who are running away from foreign rice will now go and hit the local rice. Mm-hmm. The local guys see the extra demand. They just raise their prices. Yeah. You know. So a friend was telling me that she bought a was it a Congo or a Mudu of uh, local rice that was last month or two months ago it was three twenty now it's five eighty, you know this is local right mm. there's no effects there's no effects in it yeah yeah you know it's simply because you know they know you have no alternatives you so, know and the demand has increased so why not you know what I mean increase demand the price will go up so you can you know? see that he's completely disconnected from what's going on in Nigeria yeah you know and, and this problem this rice problem but can be solved. You know, custom because customs are going about chasing people who are bringing in rice. They are proudly displaying the rice they seized. You know, meanwhile people are people are starving. You know, I mean, some months ago was it in April or, or March? The president uh, ordered the strategic grain reserves to be released. 
to bring down. But the fact of the matter is that I spoke to somebody who worked uh, in the last government in the agri ministry. Said first of all, those grain reserves they were built in wrong locations. They were built as you know political. They were politically cited. Oh, you know that was the first problem. You know, then the second problem was that they now awarded contracts for people to come and fill it up with grain. Mm. And people took the money. This was coming to election period. People took the money and just walked. There is nothing in the reserves. Mm. There are no grains in there. You know, so, so I mean, you know, we have all this whole situation whereby somebody has probably just told him to announce that. Some of the people are just saying that, you know, announce and release grains to the people. You know, like, like, if you order release of grains to people, mm. and, you know, and then they'll probably just go and tell him that, hey, you know, we've done it. Yes, yeah, the prices have come we've down. People, yeah. have, people how are well fed. How is he going to know, you know any different? He doesn't, he doesn't communicate you know? with Nigerians. He doesn't speak to Nigerians. Yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, exactly. He's not interested. You know, I, I think... I think we're seeing we're seeing something about you know the kind of government structure we've constructed. I was talking to friends today about it. Uh, you know, it, it, why is it so easy for our, for the leader of Nigeria to be captured so easily? I mean, you know, a friend was telling me that you know what he was saying was talking to somebody who went to visit uh, Miriam Abacha during Abacha's days. You know, and uh, he said the newspapers that they were getting in Miriam's office were special edition newspapers. In those newspapers, Nigeria was rosy. Everything was okay. Oh yeah! Oh there yeah! Was much, oh, my 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 friend, land. my friend uh, that worked with the GJ admin told me the same thing that there was they would give GJ papers that they cut or they removed sections from. Yeah, that sections yeah, were removed yeah. from. They had they had a deal with yeah. particular publishers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this thing, this thing continues to happen. It's happened with Abacha, it's happened with JJ, it's happened with Eddie, it's happened with even with Abacha to an extent, you know, that, you know so it, it, it seems that there is something fundamentally wrong with Nigeria whereby, you know, you elect a leader, it goes into a soul mm. and it just, it just, it just trap it I into, don't, I think, you know, I so think it comes with a desire. It comes with a desire. Listen, exactly. I, I mean, Fashola, yeah, yeah. Fashola so, I mean, is not perfect. You know, Fashola, wait, listen, just a moment. Fashola is not perfect. But one thing was, he was able to tell certain things on ground because the fellow took took his time put on his face cap and got in an, anom- an, an anonymous car and drove around and drove around so yeah, there were certain yeah. lies I you mean, could not tell him yeah there was a you know uh, when when the president just before the president's inauguration I wrote, I wrote an article i said that one about you know the things he should do yeah i remember you that. know and there, there was there was there was one quote i included from an islamic scholar and this guy basically said the president should find a tall horse you know, that I said, sorry, not the president, the leader mm. should always sit on the tallest horse possible so that when you are riding around, you can see above everybody and you can see people at the back. Mm. You know, it was like, it's sort of like a metaphor mm. saying that, you know, you have to make that effort. Otherwise, they will put you on a small horse where all you can see are the people in front who are smiling. You will not be able to see. If people are suffering at the back, you won't be able to see them. Yeah, but you have to you know? want to see it. Because let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. Give me the tallest house. Let's be honest. The president knew. The president knew that we had an IDP problem. He knew that it was a terrible problem. People are starving until until foreign newspapers started picking it up. The government did nothing. He knew that the FX was having an effect on Nigerians because that's why he he he, he dismissively said it was only those buying chocolate and, and fancy dresses that that it was affecting. He knew yeah. that people could not pay school fees because of the FX issues. He knew. And he dismissed that too. So, to be honest with you, I don't think he's interested. I mean, it, it might sound like a lot to say, but you have to... People will lie to you all day, every day. This fellow has run for the same government three times. Three times. And he knew the lies he was told then. 
by INEC, by people around him. He knew the lies he was told. And so why now, you're in the okay. position to affect the change, you willfully blind yourself? I, I, think, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. That I, it's a question of, you know, we're not running on beliefs. You know, so we're not running on, we're not running on data, we're not running on evidence, we're just running on beliefs. You know, I mean, the same thing with Ajao Kuta. You know, it doesn't matter that steel prices are I mess globally, you know, we are going with Ajao Kuta and that's it. You know, we're paying, it's costing over 4 billion naira a year to pay the people there to produce nothing. It doesn't matter. We are going to go, you know, I mean, a national carrier. You know, of all things that you want to do, we don't care. We're going on beliefs. We're not going on evidence. You know, of all the things we want to launch at this period, despite all the evidence that, you know, what sank the last one, you know, we've, we tried it with uh, Nigeria Airways. We tried it with Air Nigeria, you know. All of them sank. There was the same mismanagement, the same people taking advantage that sank them, you know. Now, you just believe that, okay, maybe you believe that you are better people. So the reason why you failed the last time was because those people were not good people. Now we're good people, now we can make it work, you know. So we're not, we're not in the realm of evidence or data or anything anymore. Now we're in the realm of belief. Mm. You know, so so I mean that that's that. I think for for me fundamentally, you know, it, it, it is the big that whole thing that made APC work. You know, because at the end of the day, APC before the election was it was a disparate bunch of people. We had all kinds of characters in there. Mm. You know, but you know, but common purpose disciplines you. You know, all that stuff that made it work is just now. It's just gone now. It's just, it's, it's just you know, everyone is just flying solo. Some people are everybody has their own agenda. You know, we have uh, everyone just doing what they think is right. You know, there's so no general now? sense of direction per se. What now? You know, I mean, so, I read, I read your follow-up article. You know, about building a Nigeria yeah. that functions. What now, really? Because I mean, we had a discussion about this prior, and I talked about for the future being on ground and how that could be leveraged into something. I don't know what the something is, but something anyway. What now? Because it's clear now. Yeah that this government isn't really going to be what we expected it to be. I mean, we can only pray that by the time he's done in 2018, the country has recovered to an extent, okay? But it's clear now that they, they have a different set of ideas than what, you know, most yeah. younger people have. So what now? So I think, I, th I, think, I think the first thing is that, you know, the way things are going, it's making big questions inevitable. You know, so if you are if you are trying to do command and control, strong um, strong leader, that sort of thing. You know, Nigeria is such a poor society that you know you have, you are you end up making big questions inevitable. So people are openly asking questions like, mm. we need to restructure the country. You know, we need to. You know, so those conversations are you can only suppress them for so long. That's right. You know, first of all, you know, at some point, maybe it was the only the Biafra people saying it, but it's not. It's just not them anymore now. No, you know, it's Even people in the north are saying it. People in the mid-belt, people in the south-south, mm -hmm. people in the southwest, everyone is saying it. That, you know, this it, yeah. thing is not working. You know, we are seeing the effect of, you know, trying to run a unitary state, that sort of thing. So, those conversations are about that. And, you know, I think, you know, beyond the whole idea of saying we want to form a political party to gain power or something, you know, Fundamentally, I think that young people need to have a say, you know, because we might wake up tomorrow and a train has been set in motion to restructure Nigeria, you know, and young people need to have a say. Young people need to have clear ideas about what, where they think Nigeria should go. Mm. What should bind us together? What should be our relationship? How should we relate with each other? You know, what kind of country? 
you know, if we have a vision, what kind of country do we expect Nigeria to be? All things being equal, if this vision comes to goes to plan in fifty years, hundred years time, would there even be a Nigeria? Mm. You know, so I mean, I think for for most, for I think the first thing is for young people to be conscious of this fact that look, the conversations are warming up. Mm. It is about to start at some point. Mm -hmm. You have to be ready. You have to be ready to have something to say That's right. when that time comes. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same old guy, some, mm. you know, some elders, three elders from each state who gather, you know, yeah, and they'll paint a vision for you based on what they know. You know, they, they, I mean, an 80-year-old guy, 70-year-old guy, there's only so far further you can see. Yeah. You know, if you're 35, you know, you don't want to be looking to the future with the eyes of that person. Yeah. You know, so I think young people should, you know, should be, you know, so this is what I've been trying to do with my own series. Okay, first of all, you know, let's even begin to talk about the thing, you know, what kind of country do we want to have? You know, what is, what can bind us together? You know, how do we, how, you know, what, what, what can we find as common purpose? You know, and I, you know, in my my last piece about you know trade being the same thing. You know, I, I I started from the point of view of say, okay, we are already one country, right? If we decide to splinter and break up, it will be painful and there will be disadvantages. There might be advantages, I don't know, but it will be painful, <clears throat> and you know, it will be messy. So what I was trying to say was that okay, we are already together now. If we say rather than breaking up. Mm. Right. Let's remain as one country because there are some advantages. We are big, you know. We have we have the numbers. We have the different cultures. We have interaction, and we've built some things over the last fifty, sixty years that have sort of joined us together. You know, we built yeah. roads, we built bridges, that sort of thing. So, yeah. okay, if we if we're going to stay together as one country, right? You know, but we know that the current way we are cannot definitely it's work. Yeah. It's not working. We, you know, we need to. Talk together and say if we say okay you know what let's keep the border of nigeria but let's restructure internally mm -hmm. how will we what kind of relationship will we have what do we want to do do we want to be do we, the Yorubans want to be on their own we don't mind having a joint army or joint police or, or i mean joint uh, navy or, or whatever but we want to have the freedom to do our own thing the Igbos might say you know what you know, we don't want to be guided by anybody in Abuja. We want to, we, our identity is important to us. Mm -hmm. We want to be, you know, want to be an Igbo nation. Mm -hmm. But inside it, so we can make a concession that, okay, we don't mind because we've been doing a lot of business with the North, we've been doing a lot of business with, with the Southwest, we've been doing a lot of business with everybody. We don't mind. We want to keep some things, you know, but there's some things we don't want to keep. We don't mm -hmm. want you know, sharing our portfolio in Abuja. We don't want all that one. If we, if we, if we raise taxes in in, in Igbo land, we want to keep the majority of it and maybe just send a small fraction to Abuja for them to maintain themselves there. You know, we don't want to we don't want to raise VAT here and then you know that you know that kind of so this question. So okay, you know, my question was okay, what do we want to keep? You know, if we mm -hmm. decide that we want to stay as one country with one border, you know, but then we want to radically change the, the kind of uh, relationship we have. What is it that we can keep among ourselves? You know, what's the one thing that we don't mind, you know, we don't mind doing with each other, even though we're all different, even though we don't, we probably don't like each other. You know, so I think, I think for me, I just felt like, you know, that, that's just a, a conversation starter. You know, yeah. let's get people thinking, let's get young people ready. Yeah. You know, let's get young people debating this idea so that when that day comes, you know, let them, let it, let it even be, let them be surprised. Let this whole, the usual, uh, the, the usual old school guys, the, the elders, or whatever, let them be surprised that okay, these guys have actually thought through this thing. They have a clear vision, you know. They have a clear I don't know, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that they, I don't know that they'd be surprised because you know they'd probably just scoff because, as far as they're concerned, 
their ideas are the only ideas yeah. worth worth. Yeah, well, true, true, <laughs> true. Yeah, they, I mean, obviously, as usual, they will they will try to put you down, yeah, which is I mean, it's the standard. And they'll, they'll, they'll refer you to know, their old tactics of of how you're going to represent all the tribes, how you're going to represent all the geopolitical. As soon as you mention those two words. Ethnicities, geopolitical zone, it scatters all discussions. I mean, because there's there's no way there's no yeah. real way around that, yeah. you know. So I, yeah. I'm so, read, I mean, I'm it, reading it, the series. It's, it's part of those discussions that you know mm. that let's you know start sharpening your arguments so that you have ready ready answers. Mm. You know when yeah. those things come. Yeah, you know? I read your last because piece. Because looking at it now. Yeah. I, I read the last piece. I think I mean I agree that trade trade is important, and there are many nations that were bound by trade and are still bound by trade, but it's just not sexy enough. It's not something that people can yeah, rally no, behind. Definitely. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't it doesn't uh, there's no like somebody mentioned, there's no it doesn't there's no oomph. It doesn't yeah. tell it doesn't give you the same feeling as uh, egalite, liberty, yeah, exactly. you know, fraternity. You know, exactly. you know the French you know, there's no it doesn't give you that that thing that you know, like I mean Sometimes, you know, I, honestly, sometimes I've, I've read a bit of American history, you know, and mm-hmm. when I hear the national, the American anthem, it, it you know, I, I feel like it's telling me something. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can relate to parts of it mm-hmm. just based on what I've heard, you know, the kind of stuff, you know, so, or the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you know, it, even in the UK here, when I hear, when I see certain things, you know, I know it's, so, it's bound up in history. You know that you know the the whole history of the English nation, how mm. people, how you know how the country got here. You know, so so you definitely you need something sexy. You know, yeah. so again, you know, for, but like I said, it was just it was just a conversation starter. You yeah, know? yeah, you probably I need other things. That. Yeah, you know, you need to layer. You know, you're not going to say oh one nation on that trade, and people just like yeah, yeah whatever. You know, like so you know, it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, so. So yeah, you know, but I mean, for me, it was just like you know, a conversation starter. No, it's good. It's you good. Know, I read it. We... I read it, and I understood. Yeah, yeah. I understood your vision, you know, and I and I was appreciative that somebody's at least taking the time. And look, we just need something to rally rally behind. I mean, trade is good, but trade isn't going to be our, our thing. So we need something else yeah. to rally behind. Maybe it's the idea of self determination. Is the idea that some people that you don't know and will never meet are sitting in illusion, deciding your life and destiny. Something I don't know, but we need something, you know. So I'm hoping as the yeah. weeks go along, you write more. Um, you know, people yeah. will give you ideas, and you get new ideas, and, and 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 write those down as well. But I've got some questions for you from other people now. Um, one question okay. says. Did you turn down an appointment with the Nigerian government, or were you at any time offered an appointment by the Nigerian government? Uh, no, I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't offered in any serious way. I wasn't offered anything. And, you know, this is. A, I have to be careful here. You know, it was. A, I, I didn't turn down anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had a. I've had a conversation with maybe two or three people about you know working in the government. You know, mm-hmm. I think. At least two of those conversations broke down around pay. I just didn't feel like, you know, I mean, except you want me to come to Abuja and come and steal, you know, okay, they were just not going to pay me enough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for me to leave my family here because, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not ready to put my family from here. I have mm-hmm. a settled life here. My kids are, you know, pretty settled. So whatever arrangement that will take me to Nigeria will have to pay me enough to be able to, you know, sort of maintain. What, what I mean, what I am, I know people say sacrifice, but I mean, sorry, <laughs> not yet. You know, I mean, the sacrifice, the sacrifice for me is the fact that I will live here and go to Nigeria. Mm. But I mean, you have to pay me well, you know. So I think a couple of those conversations, you know, they broke down around that sort of way, you know. And you know, probably somebody has asked for my CV, I've given it to them, you know. It's just so it's not a question about at all. They didn't, they didn't ask me 
per se. I've not been asked anything formally, and I've not turned down anything formally. So it, it's not about uh, it's not about appointments or anything at all. You know, I've I, I kind of and to an extent, you know, I sort of value. Uh, the the you know the the, the 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 kind of privilege I have, you know, the fact that I live abroad, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not earning any money from the government. I'm, I'm not, I'm not dependent on them for my livelihood. So it frees me to say things that you know people who feel the same way, but are working in government, you know, can't say. they can't say. And yeah. you know, let me just use the opportunity to just shout out to some people in government. I have, I have some friends in this government. And, God knows, you know, God knows their heart is in the right place. Mm. You know, God knows they are working hard. Mm. You know, I have some, and you know, and they, I, I, I know some people who have cried over this matter. Yeah. The fact that they just, they, you know, they, they can't just seem to, you know, they are almost despondent, you know. So, it, 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 it's, it's like you said, and it's a failure of leadership, you know, leadership that is sort of stifling this talent. These people can do so much more. You know, yeah. so I mean, you know, so I, I, you know, I respect those people, but I have a kind of privilege that they don't have. You know, they're yeah. not going; they can't come out and start writing and bashing their bosses no, that's or true. anything or bashing that's the government. Mm-hmm. You know, so so I sort of and I tell some of my friends that look, use me. You know, for now, you know, the fact that you can't say this thing, you know, let's have this debate. You know, I can I can say it openly and publicly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not afraid that anybody's going to sack me from my job or exactly. they're going to take one contract. I don't have any contract. I've never got it. I've never <laughs> earned one naira, one naira from the government. In fact, if anything, they're owing me money. You know, so there's no, you know, so it's not a, there's no, you know, and uh, so I think I think you know I, I sort of appreciate that. That position that you know, mm. if, if it's something, if that's the way I can contribute, then that's fine. I'm happy with that. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, la- I'm laughing I... at myself because there was a time I would have jacked everything in and gone to be a part of the government. That's how much I wanted this change thing mm. to be for real. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to get paid anything really serious, but I was willing to do it yeah. because it was a change. Yeah, we're going to build a proper Nigeria. Like I was really gingered when she hit me. So now, now I can laugh. Use the energy of young people. They, they, I mean, you know, so people were ginger. I mean, during the whole campaign, they used the energy of young people I was, a lot. I was you know, gingered. So. My God, I can laugh at myself because now it's like, thank God I didn't do it. But I was, I was beyond ginger. Okay, so there's that. Yeah. There's another question for you, which is, can you name any two people who are not currently on the political scene that will make good Nigerian president in your estimation? Is that ah, your ice cream truck in your yeah, area, I, I, or is it my area? It's your. I don't area. know if it's. I think I don't know if it's yours or mine. I don't know. Sorry, I think it's gone now. <laughs> ah, you see, one one of the things I want to say is that I don't want to. I want to try and walk away from this whole name business. Mm, you know, so right now my focus is on ideas mm. on how you know we can create a framework for anybody to step in, and you know you know, implement those ideas. So mm-hmm. I, I I prefer to be I think I want things to flow from upwards now. From yeah. you, you know, from people upward and say these are the ideas and then whoever it is. You know, so I have some people I like, but I want to just try and avoid that whole you know, this is where it's part of what got us into this. Yes, I agree. I mean even though right in now, the beginning you know, so I was behind on, I was on behind the, on the, on the, on the yeah. Can we just say in the beginning I was behind somebody else, I was behind a Tiku. Not that it matters now anyway, but the point is we yeah. desperately needed something else, somebody else. And the alternative before us was either A or B, and we went with B, so that's just it. We yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll keep, yeah. keep, keep yeah. moving. Okay. No, so for me right now, between now and 2019, you know, it's a question of, you know, that, that's what I want to focus my energies on. I've got a new column starting in The Guardian. For the first time, I'm, trying to, I'm going to try and discipline myself mm. to write 
uh, right to a schedule. So again, the Guardian UK. You know, that's what I'm going to be doing. Trying to, sorry, the Guardian UK. No, no, the Guardian Nigeria. Oh, excellent. So yeah, so I think I think my first column will probably is coming out this week so at some point. And I'll share, I'll share it anyway. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm, I want to try and discipline myself too. So I want to use that platform again to push ideas. You know, mm. you know, this is. I mean, we should not be afraid to think differently. We should mm. not be afraid to say just because something has been done some way for a number of years, if it's not working, we should be able to put things on the table. And one thing I find in Nigeria is that you know, bad ideas are often replaced with worse ideas. Mm. You know, just because some people just shy away from the debate or people are not ready, you know. So by the time, the t- w- when the time comes to replace a bad idea, the loudest guy wins, wins the debate, you know. So somebody will just, you know, just say, oh, the person who made noise the most just wins it. So but the more we can put things out there, the more people are ready to embrace new ideas, to, to think differently about how Nigeria might work, you know, and where our problems are coming from, the things we have done to ourselves mm. that make it difficult for, for anything to, for, for things to work in the country, you know. So if I start having conversations, you know, mm. you know, I mean, that, that's, that's, it. That, that's it for me, really. So, yeah. This week has been interesting, I think, for a lot of people who supported Buhari and who are feeling some type of way. It's been kind of cathartic mm. just to get out to whatever their frustrations are with the guy get it out in the open and hopefully move on from here and hope for better for better things my fear actually is that Buhari in his support becomes a solely north is it northeastern or northwestern president and the rest of the country is is just not having a bar of it that's my fear and from the things that I've seen on Twitter this week I think I'm not I'm not I'm not far off from seeing that fear coming to pass so I can only hope yeah, that it gets and, better yeah and don't forget that we, don't forget that we don't have an opposition party so exactly. really I mean he can perform poorly in four years and still win Oh yeah. You know, right yeah, yes, now, I mean, the PDP don't even, they don't even know if they are coming or going right now. They, they don't, don't have a chance. They have no clue mm. where, where where they are. You know, so it, the party is a is a complete disarray. Yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, the only hope might be that maybe a person will split again. It will. You know, and I then think somebody will challenge. I, I think it will. I think it's inevitable that the APC splits again. I mean, to be honest with you, I think it's for the good of the country if the APC splits again. Because if the status quo is maintained for eight years, oh my God. Oh my God! There's no, there's, there's no benefit. I think, I think, I think Nigerians should be able to say, and we should be honest with ourselves and say, there is no benefit to Nigeria or Nigerians in not having an opposition party. No, there isn't. You know, there, there's no, there's no benefit. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing to gain from it. In fact, that you know, they, nobody can challenge the government. You know, nobody can actually, you know, force the government to change position on certain things because they have different ideas. You know, so. So it's uh, it's compounding the problem, you know. Oh, sure. I, I mean, I, I can't stand the PDP. I can't stand the PDP. But I wish, I wish they were, they were around. I wish they were on the scene. I wish they were making noise. Yes. You know, right. even for something like this, Hajj, for example. And you know, hypocrisy is allowed in politics. For yeah. something like this, Hajj, for example, PDP did it their whole time in office. But they could, I mean, if we had the PDP, they could have come out and said, "Where's that know, recording?" The government. They could have found that recording because you know, it con- exists somewhere. I yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, it would have been hypocritical, but it doesn't matter. It's for mm-hmm. the good of the country. In that debate between a hypocritical PDP mm-hmm. and an APC on the back foot, maybe the government would have backed down and said, yeah. okay, you know what? And then we'll just end this matter once, once and for all. all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so unfortunately, you know, now that they've given it to the Muslims, next year they've got to give it to the Christians because they're not going to remember that they gave it to the Christians first, then the Muslims, so then they give it to the Christians. So now, when the Muslims turn, oh, you gave it to the Christians, oh, Jesus Christ, this is never ending. (laughs) Like, we really have no cash. 
And on, on, a, on a sad note, you know, polio has made a, a reappearance in the country this week, owing to the fact that some yeah, children I mean, that, that, was, that was really sad. Are very, very sad. I mean, um, it, this isn't even about politics. It's a, it's, a, it's a security thing. Some children couldn't be vaccinated. You know, they've now they've now yeah. kind of brought them back to reintegrate them into the community. Polio makes an apparent. So we're back. We're back to square one in the sense that we need another fresh new three years of no cases reported before we. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's painful because I mean we could see it was it was touching distance. You know, mm. We could see it mm. that we were almost there. You know, and then now and now we have. Well, I hope. I mean, I hope that you know the the machinery, the 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 machinery that that brought us that got us this far. I hope it can be reactivated. Oh, you know, and so you know, and deal with this thing again. You know, so every everyone who worked on it, you know, the Ministry of Health, the structures that were set up, mm-hmm. you know, Bill Gates, uh, the WHO, everything. You know, so I think hopefully those resources can be mobilized again quickly, and then we get it. You know, again we're looking at 2019 now. Yeah. it's not that far. So hopefully, if we can, if we can knock it on the head again. You know, and then finally get to that place where we can say no more. Yes, you know, yes, so. that's that's what I'm hopeful for. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, thanks it's for having useful. me. Before thanks you run off, your song yeah. of the week, please. You know, you know, you've done. Oh yeah, this, um, um, I've I've been feeling adequately gold a lot. So I think my favorite song on this album is "Beautiful Nights." Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's I, like, I like that song a lot. So yeah, that's my song of the week. I think I'll I'll follow you with that. I'll choose Adequate Lay Gold's work on the same album, Gold. Uh, Mr. Decent album. Do check it out. Really, really good songwriting. So please check it out and let me know what you think. Yes. Thank you once again to our guest this week, and thank you listeners for tuning in. Any questions? Please drop it in my inbox on Twitter, uh, email. I don't mind. Um, yeah, we'll take it from there. Once again, is your favorite podcast host Afro Seven. See you next week. Thank you very much.